Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. Suffering in this life is absolutely inevitable, which absolutely sucks. Um, But as Catholics, we do get to keep it in mind and like kind of make it this light at the end of the tunnel to see when we remember that even though we can't always see God in our suffering, God can always see us in our suffering. Yeah, and we're presented with a unique opportunity as Christians in general to um, offer our suffering to God and suffering can kind of become an act of worship and a form of of prayer. Um, And even though we don't like to think of it this way, also kind of an act of penance if we like choose it to be. Oh, for sure. Um, Because I I know that I guess we don't like to think about it as like God, I guess, punishing us for anything because God doesn't punish us for our sins by like making us suffer. Um, But I do think that in a way, whenever we do have to suffer, like, it is an opportunity for us to seize that as penance. Yeah. And, um, I mean, some people do penance, like, suffer on purpose. On purpose, for penance. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> what made me think to do this episode specifically <laughs> was actually when I was, um, doing Alexio Divina, which... Um, If you haven't heard our episode on prayer and you don't know what Alexio Divina is, it's just um, reading part of the Bible, specifically the gospel for me this time, and um, like taking time to like read it more than once and each time kind of like reflecting or like responding, saying something to God, and then like just resting in God's presence after hearing the word and seeing if there's anything that you like, like connected with. But anyway, so... I was doing that, and I was, like, meditating on um, the gospel, which was the, the gospel um, where Jesus um, calls Nathaniel. Is that right? Yeah. And um, he says to him, I saw you under the fig tree, basically. Um, and, like, Nathaniel's like, he was just like, really. yeah, like, well, oh he gosh. was just like, um, Messiah or my you Lord or whatever. Yeah, 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 that's it. And, um, and it made me think about the, the chosen. So if you watch that show, if not, spoiler alert, skip ahead. But, um, <laughs> but also if you read scripture, then also like, it's already been spoiled. Well, no, because they did it. Ta- this, this is just a take on that's it. True. That's true. We don't true. know that this is exactly what Jesus meant by I saw you under the fig tree. Um, because I've seen different, like, explanations of it where, like, it was just, like, like, he knew he was there and, like, it was just something that small. No one could have known. Yeah. And that's why Jesus was just, like, what, me just seeing, like, knowing you were under the fig tree is that big of a deal? Because it wasn't that big of a deal. That could be it. Or it could be something like this where the Chosen had, um, Nathaniel, like, he had had something kind of tragic happen and, like, he was sitting under the fig tree fig tree just kind of like calling out 
to God and not hearing a response at the moment. And so then later when he says, I saw you under the fig tree, um, Nathaniel's just like, whoa. Like, so you were there with me. Yeah. And it made me think, um, as I was, like, meditating on this, that, like, like, there have been so many moments in my life where, like, I just didn't feel God there. Yeah. But now in, like, a more clear time in my life, I look back at those moments where I was under the fig tree. Yeah. And, like, he was, of course he was there. And, like, I look back and I even try to, like, kind of feel myself in those moments. Um, Specifically, like, maybe college or high school, Alex. And, like, I I, I think about, like, young me and I'm just, like, there like yeah he's there you're not by yourself like you're not calling out to you know empty space yeah like you're not alone and you were so so well represented in that scene in the chosen like so well represented just because i feel like it was such this human moment that i think we can all relate to where like something crappy has happened or something didn't go the way we thought it should um and we do like we 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 look at the sky and like we're just like what is it god like where are you like it, especially when it's something we think that God wanted us to do. Yeah. And so we're like, you know, I did what you said I was supposed to do. Like, I'm out here. I'm doing the things. Like, and then you you let me fail. I feel like we often tell God, like, you let this happen. So we're upset about it. And now you let it happen. Where are you now? Like, you told me to do it. I followed your will. And now you aren't here with me when this went wrong. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I'll share one personal thing, not all of my personal <laughs> stuff. But when I was in high school, um, my aunt, who I named my oldest daughter, Julia, after my Aunt Julia, she um, had cancer, and I had to watch her suffer a lot and, and eventually pass away. And I remember, like, thinking, just, like, why? Like, why would you... Like, and, and Julia, my aunt, she was single, um, prayerful, like, taught me a lot about, like, Catholicism, like, novenas. I wouldn't have known about her, like, them without her and my grandmother. And, like, I was just like, why her, though? Like, there's so many terrible people out there. Like, why? And, um, <laughs> funny enough, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was doing research for this episode and I was thinking about how um this moment actually really made a difference for me and you always ask me like what kept me Catholic yeah and it might have been this so I was asking God why and I didn't get an answer in the moment okay um this was like in the midst of her suffering I was like I can see why people would like want to kill themselves or like have um like euthanasia and like all of that um, as available, like, to them, because this suffering is, like, ridiculous, like, I hate watching it, and, like, I'm, I'm ready for her to die, even, like, I would think that, because, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want her to have to feel this way anymore, yeah, so I was really, like, troubled at the time, like, with why God would allow this suffering, and I forgot that I was taking a bioethics class, I didn't forget I was taking the class, but I forgot that I had signed up for, like, suffering was one of, like, what I chose as the topic for my, like, research like presentation at the end of the year and so she died in November and I had to give this presentation in like December so obviously I did the work in December yeah 
So, like, I asked this question, she passed away, and then I was, like, angry and, like, deep, dark, sad, and I had to do this presentation on, like, the power of suffering. And so that's when I learned about, like, its benefits and, like, how we as Catholics see it. And it helped me a lot to realize that, like, like she didn't suffer for nothing. Yeah, I gave it some meaning. Yeah. And she was very prayerful, like... Like, I know that she, she gave it to God, like, and so it just really gave me, like, hope that, like, it wasn't for nothing, and that she was, like, a saint in heaven, you know? Yeah. Because of it, because of the redemptive power of suffering, and, um, I feel like that, like, answered, like, that was it for me, like, I think, like, if Catholicism had an answer for something as terrible as suffering, which is a lot of people's hang-up with, like, yeah. religion in general, well, like, why would God allow suffering? But if, like, Catholicism had that answer, then, like, I didn't really need much more. Like, I always talk about how I'm not that curious, but, like, I don't need much more. Or I didn't. Now I know a lot more. But, like, if Catholicism answers that big of a question, then, like, that's it for me. Like, that's good. I think, too, we we tend to wrap suffering in with, like, you know, how, like, why do good things happen? Or why do do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, there's this concept of, like, what people deserve. And when we think about that, especially as Christians, like, do we really want to think about what we deserve? Like, I guess, like, when you think about that and really sit there and let yourself sit with the question, it doesn't bode really well for any of us. Um, But thinking about what you were saying about Julia and, like, how devoted she was and how you knew that she would give it to God... It makes me think, it makes me think of my grandmother in the sense that, like, Mimi had Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. so it was a very, like, slow, I feel like over the course of roughly seven years is kind of, like, how, and I feel like it was very, like, slow at first over maybe the first, like, four or so years, and then it just down the tank for the other three. And by the end of it, like, she barely knew like who any of us were on any given day and like she stopped talking like she didn't talk like voluntarily or outside of like yes and no's for probably a good two years yeah which was wild because she was just so like vibrant when she was alive like when she was mad when she was happy like whatever it was it was felt very out loud and very like spirited yeah um but in the same sense, like, watching her suffer, even though I was already at a point in my faith where I, like, knew about redemptive suffering, mm-hmm. I guess I was just like, I don't get it, though, because, like, she's so good, like, in, in my head. Because, and also in part because, like, she had been so wonderfully good to me. Yeah. But also when I think about her life and, like, some of the things that I know that she struggled with just because she was very vocal about them, like, like she would be the first to tell you, like, even in the middle of it, like, if she was comparing herself to other members of the church or, like, wish she had, like, the kind of car they did or whatever, like, she would admit to you, like, I know it's jealous and greedy, but, like, I want it. Um, and she would talk like that, and she also was kind of racist. But, uh, but when I think about it, sometimes I think that even though Alzheimer's was so terrible to, like, watch her go through, it almost feels like because she did actively kind of recognize those things about herself and did pursue God relentlessly, 
like sometimes I feel like God kind of gave her an out like I guess if that makes any sense like because with Alzheimer's like I don't I haven't done a lot of research into it but like how much culpability can you really have like at that point like she couldn't go and make a good confession like she didn't know what day of the week it was that and like when she was like starting to go through it that's I mean she suffered yeah no definitely and even towards the end like I'm sure that she suffered because I feel like she lost a lot of her language capabilities where if she was in pain or hurting or like I mean who knows like she could have had strep throat or a UTI or whatever like and I don't think she could have told us that like she was in pain yeah um and she didn't pick like she didn't pick her own meals anymore and Maya Mimi loved food she loved food so much and like she didn't get to pick her food anymore and my grandfather was cooking for her or getting fast food and like Mimi could cook and I love my grandfather dearly but granddad can't cook like Mimi did right so like that's a form of suffering all in itself of <laughs> like eating like whatever it was that he was making, like, (laughs) compared to what she wanted, but, um, but yeah, sometimes it feels like God gave her kind of an out, like, through that suffering, in the sense that she had to, she got to pay her penance, I guess, like, while she was here on earth, is at least how I think about it, and also, like, it, I guess, like, I just, I don't know if she would have gone to confession about some of those things, and she'd been fully lucid. And sometimes, like, the fact that she didn't really get get the opportunity, like, I don't know, like, it just feels like there was some element of divine will there. I mean, I I believe that that could be possible. Like, um, I mean, all of us struggle with small things like that. And, um, like, if you look at any great saint, like, they, especially, like, I'm interested in St. Therese. Yeah. Like, they welcome suffering. Some even, like, kind of crave it. But, like, I think it's because it does allow us to um, focus on God. Like, like if, um, like, if, if you're hurting so much or you're struggling so much, like, you're not thinking about what car you want. Like, you're thinking about, like, how you can't do this. And if you believe in God, you know that he is there. And even if you can't do this, he can help you do this. You know? Yeah. Like, so, like, like for instance, and this is, like, a weak form of suffering, okay? But you get it. Like, last week, or two weeks ago, um, my youngest was sick. And, like, I mean, I wasn't sleeping at all. Like, I wasn't putting her down. She was just, like, very needy. And, like, I, I was just exhausted and... Like, I was praying more because I was constantly, like, holding a baby and couldn't really, like, scroll through my phone sometimes. And, like, I was just, like, calling on God more. I was like, God, please help me get through this night because, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And then I was talking to my spiritual director and um, I was just like, I guess it makes sense, like, that, like, so many saints, like, had gone through so much suffering because, like, like, God is just, like, it's easy to call on God when you're suffering not easy but like it makes it gets to a point where you know I can't fix this so you're desperate for somebody to fix it and like the obvious person to turn to is God like you lean on God like I talk about my one of my goals being just just not forget God like just keep him in mind at all times yeah and like I I mean that's a pretty big goal when things are getting um like 
when things are getting like like busy but like not bad get busy like it tends to like i tend to lean towards forgetting like or if like i get really mad at my kids like i forget but when you're like in the pits of like like suffering maybe you're really sick or like like when we had that stomach virus like i definitely looked at my crucifix and was just like help yeah like please keep my kids alive because i'm about to pass out on this bed (laughs) but like you know like those are the moments where you just call on him and like like he wants to be wanted pregnancy is a big one for both of us (laughs) but so I, i do think he does like allow suffering so that like we can realize like how much we need him like, sometimes we don't need it. Like, that's what my spiritual director actually said to me. It was like, yeah, but do you think God's up there, like, wanting you to suffer just so you can need him? Or do you think he just wants you to want him without suffering? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But how good are we at that? Not very good at So, I do think that, like, it, he does allow us, like, some, some people to suffer, I guess, more than others. People that he thinks maybe, like, can give it to him better. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think that there's also an element of the fact that he doesn't, like, interfere with our free will. So I think whether or not he really, you know, has any feelings about whoever is suffering, like, I mean, if someone is causing that person to suffer, he has no control over, like, that person's, I guess, decisions that cause the suffering. Right. Um, because he, I mean, technically he could if he wanted to, but, like, he doesn't because he allows us that free will. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has in some circumstances. Because we are broken. Well, yeah, and that's we what I, I wrote on here. Yeah, like, um, the original intention for God, like, when he created us, um, was to be there without suffering. Yeah. Like, his plan was to miraculously preserve humans from what's natural to them by virtue of being corporal beings, suffering, and death. But, unfortunately... Um, Adam and they and Eve, they forfeited this gift. Right? Yeah. And talking about that, actually, like, I mean, it makes me think, like, I mean, outside of illnesses, like, a lot of human suffering is humans inflicting it upon other humans. Like, a lot of suffering comes from ourselves. Like, we do it to ourselves. Oh, yeah. And, um, and even still, like, after the disobedience in the beginning, like, after the fall, um, like, he sent us his son like jesus came and suffered and died for our sins so that we could spend eternity in heaven in a place with no suffering and um some bible verses like first peter chapter 5 verse 10 it says and after you have suffered for a little while the god of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in christ will himself restore support strengthen and establish you and then revelation chapter 21 Verses 1 and 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Um, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. So, like, I mean, it's it's there. Like, That's not motivation to get to heaven. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on our way. Um, but we have, like, Jesus to look to Mary. This month is... Uh, our Lady of Sorrows Tuesday. Yeah. And she knows suffering. Like, when you are suffering, or even, like, the small sufferings that you can offer up, like, it doesn't have to be, like, you don't have to have cancer to offer up your suffering. Like, yeah. Um, 
even in the small moments, like you can offer up being stuck in traffic if you want to. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I don't know, just using those moments to like connect with like Mary and God and Jesus, like Jesus and Mary, like they suffered big time. Like watching their son on the cross, I cannot imagine. Yeah, but um, like I, I feel like. Like, the gift of those two and, and the saints suffering, like, having those examples of of what it's like to, like, love God through suffering and, like, how beautiful that can be and the gifts that you can get from, from that, like, the graces. Like, even on earth, like, not just in heaven, like, there... And the perspective, too. Yeah. Like it gives you extra perspective to tackle, like, whatever might come next. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of grace to that, to suffering that way. And we all struggle with it, but, um, I just feel like the, it's the goal, right? Yeah. Like, to suffer well. If it has to happen. Oh, and I suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Like, that's part For of the sure. reason, like, I wanted to do this episode too, because, like, I needed a reminder that, like, like, and this is a quote from, I think, Catholic Answers, but it says, by uniting our suffering to Christ and offering it to God in a self-sacrificial love, we become like Christ, who offered his suffering in self-sacrificial love so that we might receive the reward of eternal life. In this ultimate gift, we see that suffering not only can play a role in our own salvation, but also in helping others obtain salvation. So yeah, you can also offer your suffering up for others, <laughs> which is pretty great. And if we got better at it, we'd be saving people up to that. Right, we'd be taking all sorts of people to heaven with Yeah. But on that note, um... Please be praying for us. Yes. And um, we'll be praying for you. We'll see you in church. <laughs>